Thanks for tuning in to the third episode of Cook the Books. My name is Martina Logan, your podcast host and the one cooking the books. I'm currently on a journey to recreate all the meals I've been dreaming about from my favorite books and stories. And guys, this has been great. Uh, Each week I've invited a friend over to have a meal with me and talk about food and books and anything else we feel like. Uh, We're currently eating our way through Lord of the Rings and, and pondering about how hobbits can possibly get like literally anything else done with the amount of food they prepare and consume every day. This week, my friend Owen Hickel Edwards joined me for second breakfast, one and which is going to be one of the last Hobbit-based meals we see for a while. Uh, I made my very first quiche, and I still can't get over how good quiche is. I want it for every meal. It is so versatile. Oh my god. And, like any good hobbit, I had more than just quiche. There was breakfast sausage, thick-cut bacon, cinnamon raisin toast with butter and raw honey and marmalade. I had orange juice and Arabica coffee. Ugh, amazing. If you've been following along, you know that there's a small twist to my meals. They're all allergy-friendly. What? Surely no! Didn't you say quiche? Isn't that eggs? It is. Quiche is made from eggs, which is one of the most common allergies out there, and something I didn't have in my diet for over eight years. But I've recently been re-allergy tested and found out that I can eat eggs again, which is just crazy exciting. Um, And I had never made quiche before, and I really, really wanted one, and... Honestly, I thought this would be a great way to highlight other allergy-friendly food while incorporating a very common egg. So if you do have an egg allergy, you should try the vegan egg. It's the best substitute out there, even for egg-based dishes, not just baking substitutes. I've used it before to make faux scrambled eggs. And you know what? If if you season it right, it's just like eggs. It's mostly like eggs. Uh, For this quiche, I used the Holy Gluten-Free Pie Crust, which is not only gluten-free, but soy-free and vegan as well. The recipe I followed called for a cup of half and half, uh, which I substituted with Let's Do Organics Heavy Coconut Cream. Uh, It's a canned coconut milk, but I really like this brand because they have specific types of coconut milk. And so this one is a direct substitute for heavy cream, which makes great whipped cream. Um, And it made this quiche so rich and creamy and amazing. And I couldn't believe it. Um, They have a sweet version too, which is a great substitute for condensed milk. And that really comes in handy around the holidays, which are right around the corner. So keep an eye out for that. It's called Let's Do Organic. Um... Everything else in the quiche is really up to you. I use zucchini and red onion and tomato and oh my god, it's everything you want and more. Oh my god, I'm just going to keep raving about this quiche the entire time. Uh, You can put literally anything in it you want though, so like be creative. If you want a spaghetti quiche, I won't judge you. It'll be a lot of textures, but like I bet it'll work. Um, I also mentioned that I made toast. I tried Canyon Road bread for the first time, which is wheat, milk, and soy free. There's egg in this one, but like, it's a quiche episode, so I just went for it. 
Uh, if you do have an egg allergy, though, honest to God, the best bread I found is from Aldi. Uh, they have a bread called uh, Live G Free, and it's really soft and gluten-free and vegan and soy-free, and I'm truly very impressed by their whole line of products. They have crackers and noodles, and it's very affordable because it's Aldi, so I highly recommend you go check them out. Um, so... I do really love Lord of the Rings, if you couldn't tell. The books and movies really shaped my preteen and early teenage years. But that being said, I haven't read through the books since eighth grade. Um, I read The Hobbit a few years back, but most of what I'm talking about on the podcast is based off of information I absorbed at a much younger age. And I considered rereading them before this project, but they're so long, I was worried that if, if I made that part of this, then I would never get around to actually recording. So I just jumped in, and I'm glad I did. And you know what? That means it's not perfect, but it's still pretty cool because I'll do a little research before every episode on one specific topic, and then I get really excited about it. It, and then I get to talk with one of my friends about this story that had a huge impact on me at an early age and hear what kind of impact it had on them. And so I may not be the expert I once was, but I think this is really helping to keep me engaged with what my friends have to say. And I think I'm more likely to remember what I'm researching before I'm recording. Uh, for example, this episode was about second breakfast. It's super well known that hobbits love to eat and Billy Boyd has this very charming and memorable line in the movies about wanting to eat second breakfast. But did you know it's supposed to be eaten at 9 a.m.? Uh, the list of meals is as such. Breakfast is at 7 a.m. Second breakfast, 9 a.m. Elevensies at 11 a.m., which, you know, makes sense. Then lunch is at 1. Afternoon tea is at 3. Dinner is at 6, and supper is at 9. And like, okay, uh, who is cooking all these meals? <laughs> what are they putting in the soil in the Shire? Like, and when do they work? I have so many questions. And I have to tell you, the meal I prepared is much more aligned with first breakfast. Second breakfast is supposed to be lighter, like a porridge or something. But since this is probably the only breakfast I'm going to have on this podcast for a while, I really wanted to go big. So I did make Owen eat before he came over, um, but then I fed him like a ton of food. So we did truly have second breakfast, but it was just a really big second breakfast. Um, so we're about to get into the episode. I just have a couple more housekeeping items before we get started. Um, listen, if you are listening to this, man, you rock. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm having so much fun doing this, but it's a lot of work and I am so grateful that you're taking the time to listen. Uh, if you like what you hear, please check out SoundCloud and like the podcast on Facebook and follow it on Instagram at cook the books podcast. And I would be just dumbfounded and eternally grateful if you checked out my Patreon. There's some super cool perks that go along with signing up and it would help me out so much. It's up to you, but man, that would be cool. Um, we are not live in Apple Podcasts, but we should be any day now. Uh, they're still reviewing. Until then, please reach out on social media, however you would like. Um, I would love your input. 
Um, this was a cool episode to record because up until recently, Owen and I were roommates, so we knew a lot about each other's food preferences, and it made for a really interesting conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. We did it. We did it. Uh, we made it. Or you did it. I, <laughs> I sat there and shouted at people out the window. <laughs> like the true southern gentleman that I am. Aye, aye. Aye. Get on my porch. Who's that crib Who's that, keeper? Who's that crib? <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Orange juice. Orange juice. Uh, All right. Time to try this. It's my first. Gorgeous quiche. First quiche ever. How long has it been since you've had, like, like before you started eating eggs, how long had it actually been? Eight years. Over eight years. Oh, my God. And I was really strict about it. Had you ever had a quiche before? No, this is my this is my first quiche I ever cooked, first quiche I've ever tasted. Wow. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Oh, that's good. Are you good? <laughs> <laughs> just quiches everywhere now. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just like, oh, my God, Martina. Like, oh, excuse <laughs> me. I have a problem. And it's like soft, so it's good on my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yay. Have you had quiche before? I have. Um, I think I actually had it for the first. So I didn't like eggs growing up. Um, mm-hmm. I really hated eggs, which is funny because breakfast foods are like the only thing I can really cook. Mm. Um, so when I was a kid um, and my dad would make eggs, they would have to be like basically burnt. Like, I mean, scrambled and, mm-hmm. like, firm as fuck. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I, I missed out for a long time. And actually, what got me into eggs um, was actually Georgia one time made, like, over-easy eggs for me. Or, no, 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 like, eggs in a basket. That's what it... What that's are what eggs in a basket? Oh, my God. Okay, so, basically, um, you take a piece of toast, mm-hmm. you butter it, you, like, tear out the center part... And then you put, like, you put it on oh. the thing, and you put, like, the egg mm-hmm. in the middle, and then it, like, all forms My together. dad loves that. I've just never so heard it fun. called eggs in a basket before, I guess. What does he call them? Eggs? Like, eggs and toast? Mm. Eggs like, and toast. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what it is. Yeah, he's just, like, naming the pepper. There ain't salt. No basket, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. I, I don't like runny yolk either. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be more, like... I don't know, open to runny yolk at this point now that I'm eating them again, but it's the sliminess has always freaked me out. The texture's weird. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, I would eat... But actually, when I was growing up, I didn't like eggs very much. Um, and then some, and then, then I turned, like, 18, and I went to college, and I was like, oh, eggs, and then I had two glorious years of eggs, <laughs> and then they were ripped away from me. Oh, um, <laughs> But I, I always really liked hard-fried eggs. Yeah. Um... But, and that was, like, all I ate was hard-fried eggs and hard-boiled eggs. Soft-boiled eggs are weird. I could never... Boiled eggs in general always weirded me out. Like, when I saw... Because my dad used to eat those, because they're, like, a great snack, I guess, from, like, for baby boomers. They were <laughs> yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they would, like... He would make a bunch of them, mm-hmm. and they have them, like, bags. And mm-hmm. then you just see them, and you, like... And they, like, just peel it off, and then just eat it as a snack. And I was like, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen in my yep. life. Yeah, and then just like salt them mm-hmm. as you go. And yeah, you are. Yeah, that is like a an older mm-hmm. like snack, like older generation. I feel like, I just watched right. through Mad Men again too, and I was like, they're eating just boiled eggs. 
just boy, that's all this they have. That's all they can afford. Yeah. <laughs> Bread and eggs. Yeah. And yeah. milk. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I, I know I started the podcast off being like, I'm going to cook everything according to my food allergies. And like, well, egg's not a food allergy mm-hmm. anymore. So like, I'm sure. going to eat these. And I mean, it's not, it's, it's sad because my mom and brother both still can't eat eggs, but I'm just like, try again. Yeah. Try again. Um, my mom's recently developed, and so I was trying to tell her oh, about see. like how baked eggs are. Uh, she she and I looked it up the other day. We were we were on the phone, and uh, she was like, "Yeah, apparently, if it cooks to a certain temperature, mm-hmm. you, you don't trigger like a histamine reaction, which is kind of oh, cool. like the chemistry changes. Yeah, weird. Yeah, world's weird. Uh, right? <laughs> Fuck eggs. Uh, <laughs> God. Um, but this is I used. I'm wondering if part of the reason it took so much longer to cook this is because i used um coconut milk in a can Mm. the recipe called for half and half or or whole milk and i used a a coconut milk that is typically used as a substitute for like heavy cream which like i think is really good because of it but it may have made a difference i mean even if it took a little longer to cook it still came out like it's not like the texture is different. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still like a quiche. <laughs> so, but I don't know. Thank you for being here to yes, tell me what yeah, food's yeah, yeah, supposed yeah. This, to be. Yeah. This looks just like a quiche. Like it should. So. <laughs> also, this is my first, second breakfast. Um, yeah, I've never had... I've never been a big brunch person. Or I guess that would be our equivalent, right? Like a brunchish thing? Or... I, yeah. Well, so... First breakfast, hobbits are supposed to eat at 7 a.m. And then second breakfast is at 9 a.m. And so first breakfast is honestly probably closer to what we're eating now. It's heavier. There's a lot more to it. And then second breakfast would be like toast and jam and porridge. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm still hungry. I'm still hungry. And then 11 Z's is at 11. What is their morning like, though? God, they are just like pounding food. <laughs> pounding <laughs> like, food. Yeah, come on. Cooking some more. You gotta keep up that like healthy weight, you know? <laughs> just like when you're hanging out in Hobbiton, I feel like mm-hmm. it's a it's a damp climate. It's You gotta have a little pudge. Yeah, you gotta yeah. have a little pudge. Mm-hmm. Otherwise people will think you're poor. <laughs> and you know those elitist hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just like, I'm be like, oh. What's a little weight, I see. No. Skipping second breakfast. Oh yes, I see. Someone didn't have their 11 Z's for a while. <laughs> mm. This is really good. This is so good. This just made a lot of positive. What did you put on your toast? What is this? Is this... I did a marmalade. It's like marmalade? A... Marmalade. Lady marmalade. That's the, that's the most British thing I've ever <laughs> <laughs> I just suddenly turn <laughs> into just like, mm, yes. Uh, so yeah, marmalade, like a fig marmalade, I think. Okay, now uh, that's the most British thing <laughs> <laughs> And then um, honey, raw honey, and um, melt, my favorite butter substitute. Oh, that's right. Sponsored by melt. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> melt, come on, man. Come on. We've been in every episode. <laughs> that's right. And people aren't buying more melt by now. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I'm so into this food. <laughs> so, do you like Lord of the Rings? I we- do. Mm-hmm. I didn't, because um, you... We really grew up with it. We did. It was so good. We didn't finish. <laughs> we watched the first half of Fellowship, and we're like, we're oh, gonna do we this again. because we watched the extended version. That's right. <laughs> oh my god. There, I feel like that is any one of those is probably one of the like. It's a comfort movie. Mm-hmm. Like you can put it on at any time. It's just there. Everyone knows it. It's so well made. It's so well paced. That's like you can just kind of zone out and like it's all about friendship and love and. 
Um, I did not uh, grow up with Lord of the Rings like you did. I The only thing I remember... My dad did a very dad thing, which was he read me The Hobbit when I was a kid. That was, like, my first book growing up before, like... Oh, cool. So when I was, like, five to, like, seven, it was The Hobbit, and then Harry Potter came out. And then it was Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, I remember him telling me he had this massive collection that I remember had some really classic fantasy art on it that was like kind of grotesque like mm-hmm. i remember always being afraid of the book because Gollum looked terrifying mm-hmm. and he was like like creeping and like the sword like it had sting there and sting was glowing blue and Gollum's creeping up behind it i vividly remember this and they were outside of um mordor i think um it's like him and sam and i remember my dad read that book i think once a year he would just pick up the collection and just read through the whole thing. That's cool. Um, so much so that the cover eventually like ripped and like fell apart and like so then I was no longer afraid of the book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy this. this. Great. Well, especially cuz if you think about the only like it took me a long time before I saw the Lord of the Rings movies, but I grew up on the Hobbit cartoon too. And that is freaky. I've never seen it. Oh my god. I know. You got to watch I it. I know. My, it's so good. My friend Jessie loved the Hobbit cartoon, and I think she had um, the uh, like the, a record that went along with it too. <laughs> so you would just like listen to the record and and um, no, what am I thinking? Oh, she had a record that went along with like a, a picture book, and then oh. she said she always talked about the Hobbit cartoon, and I was just like, I've never seen this. Yeah, no, I want to watch it because I've heard that it is a fucking fever dream. It is <clears throat> the the both the Hobbit one and the. Lord of the Rings that Ralph Bakshi did is really cool. It combines Fellowship and Two Towers, mm-hmm. um, and it's long. It's like a two and a half hour long uh, animated movie. Oh, and it used rotoscoping, um, so like everyone has weirdly realistic movements, and like the backgrounds are kind of like photorealistic. It's very bizarre, but that cool. is trippy. Um, <clears throat> that sounds so cool. It's really and it, like it's appropriate. Well, and you okay? So you remember that scene in the Prancing Pony where they're hiding out and the Nazgul show up and mm-hmm. they're all hovering over the beds with the swords and then they stab them and they find out their pillows. Mm-hmm. That shot is lifted from the animated Lord of the Rings. Mm. It's super cool. Peter that... Jackson was like, "I'm a fan of cartoons. I'm a fan of Ralph Bashy. And it's a little campy, and it's a little hokey, but it's still it be. really, yeah, it's still really beautiful, and, and like, even, <clears throat> I mean, even the Lord of the Rings movies, the live-action ones, are a little campy, and, like, kind of silly. Well, and like, yeah, I was gonna say, like, they're a little silly, but also they're realistic, and I, I feel like Peter Jackson was the only person who could have done it. Totally. I mean, I don't know, maybe Christopher Nolan could. <laughs> We're gonna do the gritty reboot of the Lord of the Rings. I guess that's what Amazon is doing, they're redoing the whole thing, right? They're going to make a series out of it with, I think it's going to follow Aragorn when he's Hmm. younger. The Adventures of Young Aragorn. (laughs) Because people wanted that movie. Strider. I didn't know I wanted it, but now I do. And I want to see like him and Arwen meeting for the first time and falling in love. Oh my god. Oh, but, and it's just Liv Tyler again. Uh, yeah, yeah, same age. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what have you done? She is oddly ageless. She's another one that's like, this is... Why are you like this? Yeah. <laughs> Steven Tyler. <laughs> oh. More jeans. Yikes. Uh- <laughs> Yikes. So, uh, there, I did... So my dad... The, the one story I had 
about my dad was I asked him because he would read it all the time. And I was like, "How? Tell me about this book that you've been reading." And he was like, "And I was like, so young." And he was like, "So this is my one of my favorite books of all time." And he said, "A buddy of mine had these old paperbacks in college." And he's like, "This is where I found this." Mm -hmm. uh, he was like, "I was probably like 19." Um, and he's like a, a hipper, like sci-fi fantasy nerd friend that I had, uh, was much better and much more informed. And he handed me this book and he's like, this is called the fellowship of the ring. You need to read this. And he read it. And of course, at the end of fellowship of the ring, Gandalf dies. Mm -hmm. And my dad was distraught. Aww. Like he was like, Oh my God. Like he's dead. He's dead. And his friend, God bless him. Never let it. In that he was going to come back. He was just like, I know. Tragic. <laughs> it's just like, this is, I don't know, like, how the book is going to go on. Like, <laughs> so I, that's the only story I remember about Lord of the Rings as a kid was my dad telling me that his friend emotionally devastated him because Gandalf died. And then when mm -hmm. he comes back, it, like, how powerful that moment <clears throat> must have been of, like, Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf. Yeah. yeah, but, like, for me, when Gandalf came back, he was never the same. Uh-uh. Well, he's kind of it. Asshole, he right? turns into a dick. Like, well, he's Gandalf the White now. I feel like he did die. Like, Gandalf the Grey. Oh, yeah, that person. Died. That incarnation. And he yeah. came back. I also recently heard that. I don't know if this is true. I should Google it. I should really Google it before I just start speaking <laughs> into the ether. No, 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 no. Yeah, just uh, throw it. Because but, this isn't going to be on the internet at all. No, where no. people are really kind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there are some fears there. <laughs> this hasn't been an anxiety inducing. Uh -huh. You're like, hello, public. These are my opinions. These are my opinions, thoughts, please feelings. Be, please be gentle with me. Um, <laughs> First comment. Oh, <laughs> uh, you call this a quiche? <laughs> I'm a quiche connoisseur. I've been to Quicheland and... <laughs> my first quiche. <laughs> please be nice to me. Please, internet. Like, comment, subscribe if you like quiche. <laughs> or if you don't like quiche, tell me tell me why. Yeah, tell, me, tell me how about your quiche recipe. Um, but, God, why? I need to have more coffee in me. This is <laughs> this is the problem with doing an early morning podcast. I'm just like, mm -hmm. I don't know where I am. Mm -hmm. I was just cooking a lot, and now I'm sleepy. Um, yes, I feel like the other question about the hobbits' eating habits are, you got to take a nap. After so many, like, if this is second breakfast, you're napping. Until you're, 11's easy. Yeah. So you don't even start your day until 2 o'clock. Easy. Who is cooking these? It has to just be a woman slaving away. Oh, no. You know? I mean... Poor Rosie. Is that Sam's girlfriend? Sam, yeah, that's that's <laughs> who Rosie. Sam ends up marrying. Poor Rosie. But also, I think Sam was a good cook because they talk about him being a good cook a lot. Oh, yeah, right, right. When they're with Smeagol and um, Smeagol catches a rabbit and then they make rabbit stew. And Smeagol's, like, super pissed, because he's like, don't cook it. And he's like, I will, because I'm Samwise Gamgee, and I can cook. And then that's when he talks about potatoes. So, potatoes. Potatoes. We're talking about Gandalf. I had something pertinent to say. Uh, reincarnation. Uh, he's not the same. That Gandalf died. Oh, apparently, this is what I heard. I don't know if it's true, but I heard that um, Balrogs were originally wizards, that were corrupted. And so that's what a wizard turns into. Oh, so he would have thought if he got the ring too, <clears> that he would have he... been like a ring possessing Balrog. Can you imagine? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if that's real. I feel like it can't be real because that's so intense. That's so much. That's a lot. But, well, they have to but get let's corrupted just, into something. Right, let's mean... just talk about it. Let's just talk about yeah, wizards yeah, yeah. In, the, in the Balrogs. 
Right, exactly. They, what what would he turn... Because he gets what so happened? almighty and, and terrifying in that moment. How... Because what does... How corrupt do you need to be? Because, like, you know, you think about, like, Saruman, mm-hmm. um, like, turning, like, having yeah. a turncoat moment, but it's not the same thing as being, like, consumed by pure evil. Right. Like, what happened oh, to that, that wizard that was right? obviously his peer and colleague? Yeah. Like, that means... If that's real... Then that means that Gandalf knew that Balrog. Right. And was ready to, like, battle him. Right. And that also means, God, that, there's a beautiful story there of, like, mm-hmm. back when Moria was legit. It was a wizard sent, living sent, with the dwarves. Yeah, they sent a wizard down there to be like, hey, what's going on? I'm just traveling. I'm hanging out with you. And they were like, we're digging deeper. And he was probably like Gandalf, like, mm, I don't know if you should go deeper. Like, I probably mm-hmm. like, advising them, but then being like, oh, yeah, well, you're going to hurt yourselves. So I'm going to like stay because I like you all. You fed me, blah, blah, blah. And then some Something. Cr- crazy darkness in the like core of the world. That's so depressing. See, I want to see that in right? Young Adventures of Strider. Yeah. Aragorn's just like, oh, wait, don't go to... Don't oh, go to Moria. Oh, thought, that's not go to Moria. It's <laughs> a scary right. place. It's <laughs> a scary place. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's real. I hope but it is. I, I want it to... I kind of don't want to Google it because I'm so it's intrigued by it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I'm just like, yeah, no. This has got to be... A, yeah, no, I'm going to... You should just tell everybody that it is, and eventually people will just start believing it. Uh, and obviously, I <laughs> It'll will... It'll be canon. Yeah. You will make it canon. <laughs> or, or that's when I'll know that I actually have followers, is when people are like, the fuck you talking about? Yeah, that's right. This isn't... This isn't Lord of the Rings. Uh, on page 37 of uh, Silverillion, <laughs> it says, Balrogs clearly are dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> that stacked on top of each other, put on a trench coat and wings, and let themselves on fire. <laughs> just... Flaming yeah. Goombas. Oh! <laughs> Balrog! If Goombas had beards, it would just be dwarves. <laughs> oh, a little like, what, what do you call it when people don't have their arms? Armless dwarves! This isn't going in there. What point were you trying to <laughs> Goombas don't have it? arms! Goombas don't have arms. <laughs> they had beards and they are just armless dwarves. You're right. You're right. It's sad. Tragic accidents happened in that mine, Martina. There's no workers' comp for dwarves. There's not. There's not. It's you live lives. and you die in the mime. That's right. Mime? The mimes. <laughs> Coffee? You know what? They need something for entertainment there, all right? Maybe dwarves were really into mimes. They have, like, a weird freak show yeah. where it's, like, armless <laughs> mimes. That's the only, like, source of income you can get as a dwarf without your arms. I can't. I can't mine anymore, <laughs> but so I can mime. <laughs> like miming. No, yeah, maybe maybe dwarves didn't originally come in mimes. Mimes? God damn it. <laughs> they weren't originally born mimes. It's a path that chooses you. <laughs> so they, they, they didn't originally live in mines. They just wanted to be mimes. And they were talking about mimes a lot. People are like, oh, mines. And then they sent them to the mines. They're like, this isn't what I wanted. This wasn't my path. The daylight is gone. <laughs> how, yeah. many, how many rings did the dwarves get? So the, el- the elves got three rings. Seven went to the dwarves. Oh. And then nine for men. Seven went to the dwarves. Mm-hmm. And then the one ring was forged by Sauron. Here's a question for you. Since you have a podcast about books, do you feel like you're more likely to 
retain and like incorporate, I guess like assimilate information if you read it as opposed to if you're like told I am. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm definitely more of a visual learner anyway. I'm haptic I'm a haptic learner. I have to haptic? Do, I have to do it. <laughs> what is that? It means you have to do it. Uh, there's do... another word for it too, but I the first the first term I learned for it was haptic. And That's so amazing. I don't there's other there's other ways to describe it too. What's the opposite of haptic learning? Or like the other Probably. type of learning. So haptic Taptic. is just <laughs> Taptic. Baptic. <laughs> Baptist. Uh. <laughs> I'm a Baptist learner. Shout of the Baptist. <laughs> Man, you ain't in the South anymore. <laughs> you can say shit it's like fine. that. Sorry, Baptist friends. This is purely for comedy. You are you lost them when you moved. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I don't know like, a single yeah. Baptist anymore. <laughs> They stopped caring. They're like, oh no, anyone that moves out of the South, gone. Well, that's the thing. Well, okay, I do want to talk about haptic learning in a second. Yes. But, but see, Baptist. I'm remembering, but, but Baptists. No, but living in the South. Southern Baptists are completely oh. different. <laughs> I was like, what train are we going? any other Baptist. Yeah, definitely. I don't even know what other Baptists do. I... What is just a Baptist? I don't know. Versus a Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist. Baptist a Baptist tree? is just someone who Baptist gives baptism. <laughs> right, that's what that's what I understood. That's the difference the between Baptist. a Southern Baptist and a Baptist. <laughs> Southern Baptists practice a religion, but but Baptists should go around dunking people. <laughs> There's like, They're like boom. <laughs> Just be careful around fountains anywhere you That's go. Right. Baptists hang Baptists out around just, yeah. fountains. They're like creepers. They're just like, oh man, who about Duncan today? I'm gonna cleanse you of your sins. You just watch it out. You're like, but look behind you. Don't, don't. That's right. There's don't a, there's move a little, too quickly. Like, there's a yellow, Baptist behind you. There's a yellow cone that says "Warning, Baptist." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, Baptist crossing near parks. <laughs> They're just like running out of the woods. <laughs> they like have like ponchos nearby just in case. That's right, like, here you right, go. That's right. This ba- Baptist like territory. A towel rack. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, we're sorry about this. They, they they moved in down the street. You know, they're they're, they're, they're lovely people. Species. You just maybe let them bap you. Yeah, yeah, just get bapped. Okay, it's fine. Once you're bapped once, they're fine with yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, all right, it happened. We're moving on. Anyway, haptic learning. Yeah, haptic learning. So, nice long tangent about... <laughs> that I don't know how I feel about... See, these are the things. Like, that was fun and funny, and obviously we're not making fun of... We're not really making fun Baptists. of Baptists. I love Baptists. Let's make that clear. We're sponsored by Baptists. <laughs> um, Religion. Yeah. Uh, so, so, haptic learning. Yeah, is you have to do it. So, okay. instead of reading about it or listening to it, the best way you retain something is by doing it yourself. Gotcha. Which I feel like most people, I, I can't imagine just being like, oh, heard it, got it, good. We're no. good. Yeah, I feel like you have to have, like, what is it, an didactic memory or something like that? To, so, I don't know. To be like, to, to do that. Um, I feel like most people have to be haptic learners. If I have to choose between the two, visual, because I can, right. like, think back to textbooks that I read. I'm like, oh, there it is. I can see the page in the mm, book. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty clutch in like sixth yeah, grade. Right, right, where you're like, oh, <laughs> you're just like zoning out. <laughs> like, ah, uh, uh. you're like frothing at the mouth, I... <laughs> seizing, and people are like, Martina? And she's like, I'm just remembering <laughs> page 96 of the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never, I never actually studied. I just would look at a page and memorize the words. It was like, take a picture with your mind. Do you remember that children's book, uh, Cam... Oh, fuck. 
Cam Newton. No, it was Don't like it was like Cam Camera or something like that. She was a detective with a photographic memory, and so she would go. Uh, she would be. It was like very basic, like Nancy Drewish series. But she would mm-hmm. like look at something when she was like, "I found a clue," and she would go click, and then like it would be in her brain. What's your favorite book? My favorite book. Ooh, because this is. Would you say this is your favorite book? No. What is, what is your favorite I'll book? give you three guesses. Uh, Dark Tower. Which one? Wh- Wizard in Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get it? You is got it. it. <laughs> is it right? That book that I destroyed. I love it. It's my favorite piece of, of thing that I have. Um, yeah. I. My favorite book. Um, you know, I really didn't start reading until... I... I was illiterate. Till, <laughs> till four years ago. <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> out of the darkness. Um, actually, you know what? Kind of. So, when I was in college, like, I, I was a terrible student for as far as, like, English was concerned because, like, a lot of, I mean, not to toot my own horn here, but, like, like a lot of intelligent people, I figured out how to do things the bare minimum and get mm-hmm. away with it. Um, so I did not read any of the books. Like, I, what, did I actually, I feel like I read Of Mice and Men. I think that was the one book I actually read in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else, it was like a combination of spark notes or like what we read in class or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just not, I couldn't focus. Um, it was so hard for me to like really get absorbed. And you know what actually helped me um randomly i don't know when i started doing this i don't think it was in high school i think it was in college um because when i was in college i was reading nothing but plays Mm -hmm. i was not i was not a big book person but i would listen to the audiobook while reading and that helped me focus kept you engaged right and then all of a sudden like and then i I haven't done that since i was probably like 18 Mm -hmm. but that was really what got me in because i could really it was more of a sensory Mm -hmm. experience um so i would say my favorite book um i think i have i don't really have like a favorite book but i have books that have been that have changed my life yeah, have really, really influenced me. And if I would, uh, I would say that if I were to pick one book and be like, "This is me," like you, uh, you don't get to say anything else. You're just like, "This is who I am." It would be *Cat's Cradle* by Kurt Vonnegut. Oh. I would be like that. This is who I am, in a nutshell. Like I, for better or for worse, <laughs> this is like to the point where uh, I feel a little like dirty sharing it with people because it's like so personal. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is this is me, <laughs> and it's it can be uncomfortable at times. Yeah, and, but that it's the it's the one that really need changed to, me. I need to reread it. Well, I still haven't read Wizard and Glass, so we'll have like an exchange. Good luck <laughs> reading that book. That is taped together. I'm excited. There I, are stains, but it's <laughs> uh, my prized possession. I can't read. What's great is it's been long enough now that I'm sure that you probably have forgotten what you wrote, too. Oh, so yeah. So I will definitely be texting you in response to something you wrote, and you'll be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what is this in reference to? For anyone who's listening, um, I started rereading The Dark Tower. So The Dark Tower series is my favorite series of books. And um, 
I couldn't find my copy of Wizard of Glass. I have no idea what happened. I have some ideas what happened to it, but I'm not going to go into <laughs> Different that Different right story. Now. Yeah, because um, I have all my other ones. Uh-huh. Uh, but, um, and so Owen is going through and reading the entire Dark Tower universe, which includes the seven books plus, like, 40 other books yeah, that Stephen like, King has written. Yeah, it's, 65% of his novels. Yeah, like, it's yeah. insane. <clears throat> That's why he can keep going, because he's like, oh, this is more about the Dark Tower! Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I> Secrets! <laughs> yeah. This is how this works. And uh, so he let me borrow his copy of Wizard and Glass, which was, like, brand new when he mm-hmm. gave it to it, me. It actually was. Like, I think I bought it at, like, a Barnes & Noble. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No, you got it at Edward McCain. Oh, I that's thought. right. Yeah. That's right. I did. Yeah. Okay, so no, it wasn't... But it had never been read. <laughs> no, Like, no. It, was it was not in, brand new, but it was, Like, yeah. the spine was in great shape. It was um, beautiful. And I... Oh, on Yeah, I let Martina I borrow it, it on one condition, and that was that she annotated Mm-hmm. Um, and because I love, I want my books to be super special, especially when they are a favorite book. Favorite book. I mean, and then I almost wanted her to keep it, but then no. I was like, I'm no, I want it for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm selfish. No, well, I want the precious. It's my precious. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I. I mean, I was writing the notes to you, yeah. so if I were to keep it now and then reread it, I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, but it was, yeah, I mean, what really ruined it was I got caught in a rainstorm, and it was right. in my book bag, and from there, it just was, like, the most malleable piece of, I don't know, like, collection of paper you could ever find. Did, did I ever tell you um, the story about uh, Good Omens? And Neil so. Gunn. Have you ever read Good Omens? I have. It was my first Neil. No, Graveyard Book was my first. You're it was my right, second. second. Yeah. So, I, whatever copy I had, there was like an interview. Or it was like Terry Gilliam. I'm mean, Terry Gilliam. Terry Pratchett wrote about Neil Gaiman, and Neil Gaiman wrote about Terry Pratchett. Like they did the other's bio, I guess. Oh, that's cool. Um, and they both ended up telling the same story, but Terry Pratchett was like, uh, Neil is a loon. And he, like, loves his fans. And he said, I've never seen Neil Gaiman happier than they were at, like, some convention and doing a book signing. And someone brought up their copy of Good Omens in a garbage bag (laughs) because they had read it so many times. It was just in pieces. It was just, like, that's how. And I feel like that's how books should be. Favorite books. It should be always be falling apart. Yeah. Well loved. Yeah. The only other book I've done that with is my collection of Lord of the Rings, and I had to tape that spine up like a lot. <laughs> and I don't know what happened to it. My that's the other thing. That's another book that I didn't realize was missing because there's no way I would have mm. donated it because number right. one, it's it was my it was my I had a I had all three books in one big thing. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's what I read in middle school the first time I read these. So I was like, right. that's my book. And plus. The spine was like gone. Yeah. It was duct tape, and so there's no way I would have been like, yeah, "I'll just get rid of this." Like, <laughs> this is garbage. Right? Yeah, this is whatever. But now I'm now I'm sad, and I don't know where my Lord of the Rings is. But it's fine. I'll find it. <laughs> Living in a studio, though, I'm like, there are only so many yeah, places yeah, yeah. it it's could gotta be. be yeah. here. <laughs> um, are you a Hobbit, elf, man, or dwarf? Mm, that's a good question. Um, Honestly, I think I'm pretty basic. I think I'm a dude. Like you're I'm a, you're I'm a man. man. I'm a man. <laughs> uh, All right. <laughs> well, the only reason I think about that is because I'm not fair enough to be an elf. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm not like isolationist enough to be a dwarf um, and I'm not like I can't I'm not a very relaxed person <laughs> so I can't like just chill like a hobbit yeah so I think I'm you're not enough of a foodie to be a hobbit. That's right, yeah. yeah. I, I Here I am with my full plate of food. I know, and I'm just <laughs> I'm like, like, well, there's strawberries yeah. left. But <laughs> What would you be? Oh, I wanted to be an elf growing up so badly. Mm-hmm. So badly. Um, but I am a thousand percent a hobbit. A hobbit. Yeah. You do really love to cook food. <laughs> I love cooking. <laughs> <laughs> it is like one of your favorite things. It calms me down. I... I think it's it's interesting to think about, like, the different races and how far back... Because those things are so synonymous with Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. it almost feels like he made them up. But they he didn't. <laughs> he just borrowed... Like, elves have been around mm-hmm. forever. And so have dwarves. And... He, like, defined them, though. Yeah. I mean, really. really crafted. Like, even goblins, I feel like, are like, that's definitely a Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah, well... Or orcs, for sure, he made up, right? As far, I'm pretty sure orcs were all Tolkien's creation. Right. Do you have a favorite fantasy creature while we're on the topic? Like, outside of... Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Ooh. <laughs> the troll is my favorite. I like trolls! <laughs> I like trolls! I wish I could be a cave troll! <laughs> I just really like mermaids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing that came to mind was... A chimera, but like I Hell don't yeah. like chimeras. No, They're horrible. <laughs> like weird um, experiments gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Big Brother. I, um, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. God. Um. So uh, um, uh, off topic. You should actually, if this gets off the ground, you should definitely do an anime podcast. No, I'm gonna the the, the next one I do is gonna be Manga, mangas. Right, 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 right. And so I guess I'll have to do Full Metal Alchemist and do like to. a German meal. <laughs> She's talking like, about another one that's nowhere. really coolly paralleling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, listeners. In the future, teaser. Give, yeah, te- here's a teaser. In uh, in December, I'll be starting uh, manga. Uh, I'm gonna be re- I'm gonna be starting manga. The <laughs> fuck kind of English is that? Uh, I'm gonna be start at beginning. I'm going to be starting uh, the se- I'm going to be starting a new season of this by reading through different mangas and like recreating food from there. So anyway, Lord of the Rings. Um, chimeras are crazy. Chimeras I've al- are crazy. I've always really liked sphinxes. Yeah, you like uh, that's interesting because you like. Both of those things are weird, like, hybrid yeah, like, creatures. But a sphinx is also, like, they love riddles. They're riddle keepers. Yeah, yeah. and they maybe that's uh, just because of the Dark Tower, then. Mm. Maybe I'm just like, yeah, oh my god. Everything's because of the Dark Tower. Was Blaine a sphinx? Interesting. Hmm. Because, like, he's getting them to where... There's a passage. I, yeah. I mean, I guess he's not like truly. It, it no, would, but like definitely. But like he has the qualities yeah. of what I've never really thought about it that way. It's kind of cool. That yeah, he's like the gatekeeper to get them to where they need to go next. Yeah. And, like they can't progress unless they make it through this. Let's call yeah. it a maze. Ooh, I like. I yeah, nice like illusion. That. Yeah. Ooh, that's Stephen, really cool. Mr. King. <laughs> How are you going to put that in there, Stephen? <laughs> you wrote a book? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Outside of that, like, I mean, I, I always, I mean. A liger. A li- 
<laughs> Favorite animal, ligers? I mean, uh, <laughs> I've seen a liger in real life. Um, it was at a drive-through terrible zoo that, like, I'm sad. Oh, very sad. in Greensboro? No, in Florida. Oh, in Florida. Dude, drive-through zoos are the most depressing places. Yeah, it was really I... sad. It was just in, like, a very small cage. Uh-huh. And yeah. Then, like, there was one time I went to a drive-through zoo and, like, they got to the lion cages and they were, like, pacing because, like, that means they're, like, really depressed and, like are really fucked up and malnourished and like ugh. yeah they don't give them anywhere near enough room uh-huh it's just ugh. anyway uh yeah um <laughs> i mean honestly i always was really into hippogriffs but i feel like that came straight from harry potter right like yeah jk rowling came up with a yeah. hippogriff i always thought i just really liked it, buckbeak and buckbeak. he made me he was just very sweet it's yeah but buckbeak is kind of like a chimera without the lion head it's like mm-hmm. it's halfway because it, they have weird tails too right like that are yeah like scorpion tail no mm-hmm. what are, are there's like half eagle half half eagle half lion half there's like a weird tail thing that they have it's like i want to say it's like a snake I but think like, it is. No, it, it, it wasn't a snake tail. That is a chimera. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Buckbeak. No, 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 no. I don't, yeah, I don't... They did have some kind of sharp... Like, they had, like, knives on the end of their tails or something, right? Hippogriffs? Yeah. No, hippogriff is a mythical creature with a body of a horse and the wings and head of an eagle. Okay. So it's just, just horse, horse and eagle. eagle. Gotcha. Which, and it was very, like, majestic and Beautiful. regal and, like, yeah. and all about, like, you had to show respect. And... Yeah. What about, do you have anything? I, you know, I think it's because they're gross and they freak me out, but my favorite character in Lord of the Rings um, is Shelob. Oh, ew. Mm. Uh-huh. And I always liked also in Harry Potter, uh, Agragog? No, Aragog. Aragog. Um, I always liked, which is weird because I used to have horrible arachnophobia. Like, I couldn't play Ocarina of Time because Skulltella's freaked me out. Well, they would just drop on and, you. Yeah, and they would just come out You're of like, nowhere. You're like, stop, get They're out of like, here. And they had their, like, skull faces, and then, like, some of them were invisible. <laughs> and you would um, just hear that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but Shelob, I love anthropomorphic spiders. Mm-hmm. There's something really cool about that idea. Um, again, uh, there's that idea of, like, time. This, like, ageless being that, like, exists. I think that's also kind of why I liked... Um, it because like you find out that she's pregnant and like it's that mm-hmm. weird kind of like pustule I don't know it's really gross but I love like there's something about a wise spider like Anansi I love Anansi yeah and... or like Charlotte Charlotte mm-hmm. yeah there's a good that's a that's a sweeter example yeah Anansi's <laughs> Not less a little gross, dick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah a little Charlotte I, I just I don't know why I wonder what that says about me <laughs> that I'm like attracted to I, I do really enjoy it when there is, like, a spider creature in a story, yeah. too. Yeah. There's, there's one in Dark Tower, right? Don't spoil it for me. Oh, oh. <laughs> you don't even know, bro. Oh, man, I won't. So that is That would be quite a spoiler. So, oh, okay, okay. So I'm not going to... All right. I'm not going to expand upon that. Uh, oh. Um, so but... <laughs> but, yeah, I would say the, like... Yeah, I like ancient... Like, the Balrog is cool, too. I, I, I like ancient things that are, like crawling from the depths it's very like lovecraftian there is something about a spider too that that is not a humanoid yeah and that but is still very dexterous and able to get so it's an easy 
easy monster that's so far removed from human, but that's still... I had, I had this terrifying thought the other day. So it was really foggy, um, for those of you listening and don't know, we are in Chicago. We are. Um, and I work in the Sears Tower, which is the tallest building in Chicago. And uh, you once you get around the 33rd floor, everything gets super foggy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you're basically in the clouds. Um, and you can go up to, like, I think that's the sky deck is like, I don't know, like the 102nd floor or something wow. like that. Um, and you can even go up to the 66th floor, um, like access to the building. So I went up to the 66th floor and it was this huge foggy day because we, you know, when we have the weird weather where it's like 80 degrees one day and 30 degrees the next, it's like freaks out. Yeah, that was a great time to be alive in Chicago. <laughs> Side note, not to interrupt your story, but yeah, seeing everyone, all of my North Carolina friends on Facebook, they're like, oh my god, it's 60 it's degrees, degrees outside, sweater weather. I'm like, oh my god, oh my it's god. 30 degrees outside. I had to put on my coat today. It was today. Just 80 degrees. I thought it was going to snow. <laughs> um, it's October. It's October. This is unreasonable. <laughs> so I was sitting there and like the fog came in and I saw... Uh, because, like, when you can't, your eyes refocus, so when you can't see, like, really, really far. So you're sitting there, and I'm looking out the window, and all of a sudden I see a spider on Whoa. the 66th Oof. floor making a web. Wow. And my first thought was, how did this get up here? Um, and then the second thought was, what a creepy idea that one day we might build a building so tall that... It's so above the clouds, things could just grow there. Like, we don't, if it's just above the clouds, you could, like, you could basically just look up and then all of a sudden there's this ancient thing that's been living on the top of the Willis Tower forever. Yeah. And then, and it's just this grotesque, like, what breeds up there? Because then you have to think, those spiders have generations Mm-hmm. Being born not on the ground. It's in the sky. Sky spiders. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, they're, well, and could you think of just like one day, it just starts raining spiders. Why would I want to think <laughs> This is all happening while I'm sitting here looking out the window being like, huh, it's 30 degrees today. There's <laughs> like sky spiders raining down because like all of a sudden they just, they have nothing, they have to like, and to think of what they're eating that's like, what I was just thinking. Like, what are they eating up there? What's the sustenance? Well, and that that's kind of the reassuring thought that I had of there's nothing... Spiders don't live long enough to eat, th- to eat enough to get that big. Mm-hmm. So, like, spider... There are some big spiders, and, like, granted, like, you see some crazy shit in, like, African jungles, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, never going there. My God, yeah, um, uh, camel spiders, <laughs> dude, and like, <laughs> I think maybe it was a hoax, but I did think that there was like someone found a spider that like ate like a cat or something like that. I don't think that's a hoax. Is it? Like, I, uh, have you seen a camel spider? No, I don't know. I don't want to see it. Okay, I don't. All see right. it. I don't wanna, I, <laughs> I'm not really over the arachnophobia, but like, yeah. So it would take so long, and you would have to be in such a dense area with a large food source to get big enough to eat bigger things yeah so the comforting thing is in our like we've killed like i mean spiders will never get big enough to eat us 
it's just not possible. And if they do, we'll just burn the jungle down. And it's fine. Yeah, I mean, we not deal with lions. Yeah, you know? That's right. That's right. The minute it eats a lion, yeah. then we have problems. <laughs> We're like, uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. Sick the hippos on yeah, that thing. that's right. Uh, <laughs> get them. Get them. Get them, hippos. Well, that's horrifying. Thank yeah. you for sharing that terrible, terrible thought you had. Um, <laughs> You're um, welcome. One day, the, the skies opening up. <laughs> skies rain. of Chicago just flooded by... Spider babies. Yeah. Just, I'm uh, also thinking about the end of Charlotte's Web when it's all the babies. Goodbye. Oh, Goodbye. God. And, but like... The, but Egg sacks are disgusting. But, but ew. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, that's that was a very sweet. sweet moment in the story. But, like, if I were to just see a bunch of baby spiders I'd flying away, fire. I would... What is happening? So that would be my favorite so, fantasy creature. So, that's a long-winded so answer. speed for... race. No, no, they're good. They're good. <laughs> and I feel like every single one of my favorite books, there is a spider monster. Right? Yeah. It's, like, glad because they're creepy, but also, like... So you don't trust them. That that's the it's a great way to establish you don't trust them and they might be up to something but you still it's like all have them. It, yeah, it's all Anansi. That's uh, all Oh, that has to come straight from Anansi, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. because otherwise, yeah, cuz they're Cause they're a, they're a, wise tricksters. Time. Exactly. And so they right. they rope you in uh-huh. like, with their Snare with their you. spider rope. <laughs> not rope, not web, spider rope. rope. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let you have it. But <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I said. <laughs> I, I made these choices. That was on purpose. <laughs> Now we're just going to do like a hard segue into food. Oh, right. Now, yeah, yeah, now yeah. that we talked about spiders. Enough about books and, and uh, fantasy. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite food? Favorite food. Um, you know, I was thinking about this when I was uh, missing my teeth. Um, I recently broke my teeth and have since had them fixed. So <laughs> everything's good now, but I couldn't eat. Like, we, you don't even notice um, like until everything is taken away. I think my favorite food is macaroni and cheese. Yeah. I, I I always come back to it. It's easy to make. I would say that's probably a comfort food. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it was my first favorite food. Um, I love pasta. So yeah, noodles. Sp- specifically, Scooby Doo shaped Kraft macaroni and cheese is my <gasps> favorite <laughs> food. <laughs> I don't know why, but the shapes just taste better. Uh, maybe maybe it's like the the noodle to cheese ratio if it actually gets into the little shapes. I thought about that, but Kraft, if you're listening, t- correct me if I'm wrong. The formula of the cheese powder is different. The cheese tastes different. Oh. Like I and maybe I'm insane, but I like so. I legitimately think that they've done something different to the cheese powder uh, for the shapes. And it, maybe because they think it's more geared towards kids, they're throwing something extra in, like some extra MSG just or some something. Sugar. Yeah, yeah, just. Yeah. <laughs> Pure cane sugar in there. Corn syrup. It's just like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, like yellow five is definitely like everywhere in there. What's your favorite food to cook for other people? Okay, so I... (laughs) uh, Breakfast, actually. is. It's funny that you had me over because breakfast is definitely my favorite food to cook for people. And I remember my mom joking around uh, and (laughs) she was like, I don't know. I was in college. I was making breakfast. I was uh, pancakes are my favorite. It's my go-to. I make perfect pancakes. All right. Um, big or like? Oh no, no 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 big. Okay. But okay. not like huge. But like you know pancakes. Yeah yeah. Um, and my mom was like, you know, it's a shame you don't date more because you, <laughs> you make the perfect morning after food. <laughs> and I was like, this is so uncomfortable for me <laughs> in, in every way, <laughs> in every way. 
Oh, uh, mom. Mom. So, but yeah, so I actually, I make uh, morning after food. Perfect. So I learned how to make eggs. Gotcha. She just got you right yeah, there. Just right, anyway. Just slid that knife right in between my ribs. <laughs> um, well, and the other thing is, so I had to learn how to make, because um, a girlfriend of mine for a long time had a gluten intolerance. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to make, like, gluten-free pancakes. And, like, I tried one time to make gluten-free biscuits. Because, you know, I'm Southern. So, and it's it hard. did not work out. Yeah. They do not rise, and they're not fluffy, Mm-mm. and it's like, they the, don't peel. Honestly, biscuits are my my greatest, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. It. Yeah. <laughs> the most. I have yet like to Bojangles. recreate a biscuit that yeah. is on par with, like, a real biscuit. Sure, white whale. Yeah, that's literally, literally. I was going to make a moment. I was thinking about it, I, but then I was like, "Don't, don't call biscuits you <laughs> whale. Yeah, no, that's so it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is literally what I was thinking, <laughs> and I chose not to say it out loud. You're, you're, but like your greatest feat. Um, no, I. Biscuits. I yeah no they just don't work. And, like, you can make good drop... You can make decent drop biscuits. Sure, right. But it's not the same. No. You're never going to get that level of, of just fluffy. Like, the crust on this quiche was great. I'm surprised it that was, was gluten-free. Free. Yeah. It tasted great. It was delicious. Yeah, but... Also crispy, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like the flake... It's the flakiness. flakiness. Yeah. I'm wondering, now that I have eggs back... But eggs don't... It... Eggs don't go in biscuits, do they? In the dough. No. There's no eggs in biscuits. There so is. Is there? It's the, yes. This is how infrequently I make biscuits. Yes, because, because you have to... It's not what makes it rise, though. The yeast... You gotta have... No, the fucking... What uh, the... <laughs> yeah. Go to Betty Crocker. <laughs> how do you make biscuits? How do you make biscuits? Um, There's I one think egg... I think it's like either baking soda or baking powder. Oh, baking powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's baking powder, flour, milk, butter. Butter, milk. yeah. Butter. Ba- yeah. And then... There's no eggs and there's biscuits. There's no eggs and biscuits. So it's got to be... Yeah, it's a baking soda. I mean, powder. And it's baking powder. It's a baking powder and the flour. Oh, right. It's just the butter. Yeah, right. Because I remember seeing my dad with this weird... I don't know what... If you know the name of this tool, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> but like, it's like it's like a weird handheld thing that looks kind of like a whisk, but it's like it looks like it's, you have. Yeah, I know what you're talking. You know about. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like it, it, I, people can't see what I'm doing, but I'm holding a. It looks like kind of like knuckle, like bare knuckles yeah. that you would like put on. It's like a potato like, masher, but it's, yes. But instead of it being like the full mashy thing, it's. There's like a there's might, like a U. Yeah, it's shape. like a U. Yeah. It might actually be a potato masher. Now that I'm th- like, it, that might actually be the original purpose for it, of like mashing potatoes. I, but I feel like potato or, masher has like more surface oh, area yeah, of oof. mashing. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I know what tool that I don't yeah. know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it, I just remember like doing that with butter and flour. A kneader. A kneader. Yeah. That's like right. you're kneading, you're kneading biscuits. It? Yeah. I don't know. Folding it into itself. Look at my folder. <laughs> what is your uh, go-to? You. See, I feel like it's a harder question for you because you are so varied in what you cook. Mm-hmm. And you're so, like, yeah, you love to... Is it fried chicken? <laughs> is that, is that <laughs> it? 
that's just what I make you. <laughs> and like, I love I'm it. I'm like, oh, it's 3 a.m. Owen's here. Let's make fried some fried chicken. chicken. <laughs> Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Um, my favorite food to make people? Yeah. Oh, God, I have no idea. I just love cooking. Um, if I... There's this one recipe that was, like, my favorite growing up. My brother and I both, when we were little, if my mom was making this, we were like, it's on. (laughs) Dinner's gonna be lit tonight. Um, She would make this, like, chicken bacon pasta thing. Whoa. That was so good. It was so good. We, um, and so it was, like, angel hair pasta chicken and then like the, but the chicken was cooked in bacon grease there's scallions and it was a very simple recipe but it's just so good like it's just so delicious oh my God. and so like i'll make that for people yeah but like if i have like a group over though right um i like the, my snack of choice for myself and that i like to just show people and just like see how they react to it as you well know yes is is popcorn yes. with, with sriracha butter on you it. You and Stephen Rowland, I'm telling you, are like oddly specific. It's like you're going to open one day at like a five, like a Michelin starred popcorn like stand somewhere in like I... the, 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 the hills of Bali or whatever. You're just going to be like, yes, get your popcorn. Popcorn here. Do you want yes. sriracha? Do you want, yeah, what, what kind of flavor? It's so good. And it's you like. You down to a science, man. Dude, well, I feel like. I, I, I judge myself so much when I eat it, too, because I like it just, like, dripping with this sriracha butter. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, uh-huh. mix it. Every piece must be red. <laughs> That's right. Like, if these don't like, look like flaming Hot Cheetos, yeah, exactly. by the end of this, we've done this wrong. God, it's so good, though. And, like, too much salt. Yeah. Like, so much salt on it. I just found yeah. a sriracha salt. What? I did. You also have a weird affinity for finding strange salts <laughs> to go with your weird sausages. <laughs> it's like, well, how do you find these? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't think you even tried I one. did. I took a bite. I had a nibble. Are you not a sausage person? You no, know, I'm not. Oh, okay. I, 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 I prefer bacon, or if I'm having meat at breakfast, um, you go for broke and you make steak. <laughs> I'm a Hell steak yeah. and <gasps> eggs kind of person. I can have steak and eggs again. Yes, you can. <gasps> and I make a mean hollandaise. Like, I make really... Oh my god, I could have hollandaise. You could have hollandaise, which is just... Oh wait, butter. There's butter in it. No, but melt. Butter, yeah, melt! Yeah! Brought you by melt! <laughs> <laughs> there is melt! Oh my because god. Because it just cooks the egg. That's what the thickness is, like, the egg part, so... I don't know if... Okay, I don't know if I've ever had hollandaise. Oh my god! There are so many egg things that, like, I just missed, because right. I didn't love them when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and then and then when I finally started eating them for real... I, I then it was for a very short time in college when I was poor. Right. And so I wasn't just like, yes, let's make a nice hollandaise in the dorms this yeah, evening. Yeah, yeah. And you know? I'll put it in my gravy boat. Yeah. <laughs> and host. <laughs> Everyone's coming over. We have company today. Mm-hmm. It's Chinette <laughs> paper plates. <laughs> That's just right. I up for the extra $3 for a, a 12 pack of Chinette. <laughs> get, so, out, get out the plastic champagne flutes. <laughs> Yeah, I think the coolest thing I did was like, oh, I have an aioli on my hamburger from Ruby oh. Tuesdays, you know? So... I'm going to get me started on some Ruby Tuesdays, listen, though. Listen, triple prime oh, burger man. or Ruby Tuesdays. I, <sighs> do we have Ruby Tuesdays? <laughs> Google. <laughs> <laughs> this is completely off topic, but I just want to say, you know what else I have missed living in the city? Mm. <laughs> Olive Garden. <laughs> 
When you're there, you're family. <laughs> when you're there, you're family. And like, I hope you get gluten back just so that way you can eat a breadstick <laughs> from Olive Garden. That's the thing is when I think Olive Garden, like, ew, like, ugh, yeah. ugh, I don't need that. It's just a salad and Yeah, but I think if I had the breadsticks, I'd be like, this is this it. This is it. You know this what I want? Now. Listen, I'm a step above Olive Garden just as an FYI. You're too classy for Olive yeah, Garden. Yeah, okay. I'm more of a Carabas girl. Oh, <laughs> Correct. They they bring you out that little plate and you do the olive oil Ugh. dip with Ugh. the weird herbs mm. and seasoning and then just Mwah. like and then you do it like really daintily. You like pull off like the middle part of the bread, not the crust part, but like right. the meat of the bread. Right. And then you just do a light dip so and then you warm. pop. You dip and pop. And, mm. you're like, mm. and then you're then the person you're there with goes to the bathroom and you just you eat their bread. oh yeah, it's just like you just like they took the, they game took the bread over. away. I don't know why. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And the olive oil. Yeah, I don't know what happened to all of the oil. Sorry. (laughs) Don't bring more. We both went to the bathroom. (laughs) I just went to the other bathroom, right? Um, Okay, last question I'll ask you because we should... We should wrap it up. Real quick, my other favorite thing to make oh, for yes. people is, so I love making breakfast food. That's why, I, because it's so easy and it's so comfort, like, that's everyone's comfort food. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs, which is so funny because I don't eat breakfast. Like, I think that in the five years I've lived here, I have ate breakfast maybe 30 times. Because is this your second breakfast? This like, is my second like, breakfast. Literally. <laughs> I just, I don't know why, I'm like, like, my body doesn't wake up until, like, noon anyway, so I'm like, oh, I'm just not hungry. Um, but, so my other go-to thing is I make a really mean uh, pesto chicken gnocchi. Ooh! Uh, and that's, like, my go-to. Like, I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it is, well, it's because, honestly, it's because the only time I make it is for girls <laughs> that I'm, like, trying to get with. I made some gnocchi. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, it, it's like when I do the whole do with the candles and the wine and stuff, and I'm like, hey, I've cooked for you. And that's the only time I've ever made it. <laughs> wow, we won. Yeah, right, right, I'm like, I do the whole thing. I, mean, I put on my little, like, underwater light or whatever. <laughs> What? You don't know about the underwater light I oh, have? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Cut this part out. <laughs> no one can know about my underwater light. I forgot what you were talking underwater. about. It's yeah. underwater. We're, we're eating. Yeah, yeah, We're eating underwater. You didn't get that? I lit, I I lit candles me. under the water. It's very much under the sea. It's, it's very little mermaid. Yeah, I have my little submarine that that's I'm right, like, that's hey, right. guys, we're going to my submarine. For- <laughs> I'm not going to murder you. Yeah, never. I would never. There are definitely times where I'm like, romantic or serial killer? I don't, I don't know what I come across it. <laughs> Tell me. Please take <laughs> please, this. Yes. <laughs> Survey <laughs> monkey, please. <laughs> romantic serial killer. Okay, I do All have right. one, one yeah, last what's, question What's the last you. question, yeah. Even though you don't cook a ton, do you mm-hmm. have any cooking advice to leave our viewers with? That's interesting. Um, so there's two things that I learned about cooking um, that I didn't know. Um, and one, the other, my other like recipe that I'm really good at making is chili. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. He makes great chili. And I, I realize, so like with things like that, and I actually learned this from, um, a wonderful woman who let me watch her cook, uh, from India. And she, I had no idea, but like you put a little bit, like when you are about to do anything seasoning with like meat and olive oil, mm-hmm. you put, uh, the cumin in the olive oil and let it flour, I think mm. is the term. And I didn't realize that. You put, yeah, you really, you season the olive oil and then it will kind of 
toast the cumin a little bit and it will awaken these flavors and then you put everything and still season regularly but like I didn't know that there is like a term called like flowering of the spices okay um, that adds like I guess a little umami to things um and the other thing is like probably really obvious <laughs> but when I was making pancakes I learned this um make sure that all of your dry ingredients are really well mixed like you can't just be like okay cup of flour uh a, t- a tablespoon of sugar a teaspoon of baking and just have it there and then put the milk in and stir it that way you have to make sure that all of your powder ingredients are really well mixed before you add any of mm-hmm. the liquid ingredients mm-hmm. and i didn't know that and i feel like the first time i made pancakes they were really funky because i was just mixing it all together because it's like this is how you do it everything in one that's i feel like that's how i used to do it too i was just like oh whatever None of this it's all gonna combine anyway right, right. you're like no no nope, no nope. you gotta make sure it's chemistry dry ingredients first well cool thank you of course thank thanks you for, for having me you're welcome thanks for coming back of course and having breakfast with me at, I had second breakfast at having second breakfast with me at like one o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, mean nine. Oh my, yeah! It's so it's we're doing this accurately. <laughs> Neither of us slept until ten thirty. <laughs> hey, I was you awake. Know? I just wasn't. I was not. Uh, <laughs>